Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. I'm Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Jo. <laughs> CCJ. Hello everybody. Welcome to Raspberry Tea Pod Chat. Um, slightly different today. Obviously we can't guarantee quality of sound or video, to be frank, because um, we're all on lockdown. It's what date is it today? The 20th of April as we're recording this. Um, so basically most of the world is on lockdown, including us. Um, we can't physically be together, even though you know we would like to be. It's, it's a very, very sad thing that we can't be together because we miss one another, don't we, ladies? We do, terribly so. Massively. Um, what we want to talk to you about today is really how lockdown is affecting everybody and their mental health and emotion, I guess, is more perhaps than mental health. But no, don't know. You're talking about that. For me, it's an emotional impact as opposed to a mental health impact, but I'll let the two of you say what you think. So, um, what I, might be interesting is to say where we are and who we're with and how we're living through yes. lockdown. Yeah. Joe, do you want to go first? So I'm just me here. I'm Mr. Lonely all by myself. Um, it's very, very strange. I've been up and down and all over the place mentally, um, emotionally as well. So it's impacted me in different ways, to be honest. Some days I am absolutely high as a kite, feels like that. I'm just absolutely booming and can't wait to get on with things. And other days I just feel like sleeping through the entire day, not because I'm feeling sorry for myself, but we were saying this morning on our set of pre-recording chats as we have, um, that from a social media perspective, there is just so much going on. And I'm spending a lot more time looking at the screens. Um, crikey. Emotionally, yeah, I've been, eating, I've been eating a fair slow, bit more as well. Slow down a bit, Joe, because you're covering everything in one little tiny slot here. Oh, well, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Joe's not contributing to the rest of this podcast. <laughs> She's been there a bit now. Claire, who are you aware of? Um, I'm, uh, luckily I am with my partner, so I'm, uh, over in Mablethorpe, uh, she lives in a static caravan, so mentally I feel like I'm on holiday. I think th I'm very grateful, uh, that I'm not on my own because it's taught me how much of a people person I really am. Uh, and as much as I can appreciate video calls like this or FaceTime with my family, I really do need to be around people, um, probably at least half of the time, if not more. Um, so the fact that I'm with a person, as well as the dogs, I think that's what's keeping me sane. And like I say, I feel like I'm on holiday because I'm at the seaside, I think. And I think it's fair to say that your relationship was fairly new when this started. So it's sort of um, tested the waters somewhat. It has. It, it, it's not only tested it, it's, it's concreted it and, and everything else. Um, we've found out a hell of a lot about each other in a very short space of time. We're still finding out more and more, but it's more and more that we're like the same people. We even yesterday was like, oh, Queen, I love Fat Bottom Girls. It's probably my favourite Queen song. And he went, yeah, it's mine too. It's like that. Oh, another one? Them. <laughs> 
Frederick. So I'm I'm at home um, in my normal office, working normally. Um, the difference for me is that the 19-year-old's not at uni or at work, and Carl is also working from home, so he's working normally but from home. Um, so there's four of us in the house because Laura's here as well. There's four of us in the house all day, every day, which is quite unusual. But I actually love that. I actually love that, and and a lot of people can't work from home when they've got kids and family in the house. I actually love those interruptions. So for me, it's physically, from a work point of view, it's no difference. From a busier house point of view, yes, it's busier than normal in, in the daytime, but that's okay with me. So that side of it's not impacted me at all. I think it's, for me, it's, it's tested a lot of things about myself. And I'm finding out a lot more about myself as well. I, I can cope with my own company. I do like my own company, but I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. And I'm missing that terribly. I've Even standing in a queue at Tesco or wherever, I, you know, I just want to hug somebody. <laughs> All I want, just want to hug somebody. And it was mum's 75th birthday on the 6th of April. Oh, that hurt that was really really difficult to get through um plus my sister um gave birth to her second child little lottie and she's now four weeks old and that has been difficult as well because the idea behind mum and myself moving was so that we could spend more time with the family and we were expecting to have been there when lottie was born and to have not have even seen her, that's been really difficult as well. So, you know, emotionally, I've, I've gone through the ups and downs and, and all over the place. Um, so the three of us are in just such completely different situations. We couldn't be more different, could we? I think we've got yeah. just about everything covered. Yeah, I think that's yeah. one of the, the, the hard things. Claire, you mentioned your 19-year-olds at home. I have craved KFC all weekend. <laughs> and, do you know, because I can't have it, I want it more. Harrison works at KFC just to, yeah, well, is it you? It's yeah. like, it's just like, I've got a craving and I, just, I can't have it. So I'm just going to have to get over it. But equally, like, um, I don't see all of my family all that often. We've spread quite far and wide. There's, there's a touch point, a call or a text or things like that. But I never go four weeks without seeing my mum. And... Normally, if I was busy or they were busy or they were on holiday and things crossed over, it'd be fine. But I think because I can't, yeah, that's what's yeah. making that a bit more harder. And yeah. I want when you can't do something, you want to do it more, don't you? Yeah, I've I've got the same thing with my dad. I mean, my dad's eighty nine. Um, and bless him, he's still taking his dog for a walk most days, because um, he can do that quite safely. He lives near some fairly big woods, um, and he's he's knocked his shopping whereas he would normally go up to his local shops for a paper in the morning and then he'd pass it down to his main road to the co-op or something every few days to stock up on something um he's trying to limit his shopping to once a fortnight um which has surprised me because at the beginning he was determined he wasn't going to change mm. his routine but he actually has um so i know that he's feeling it a little bit he's, he's more worried than he was at the beginning 
it's really hard because we normally see him every single weekend at least. Yeah, you um, go every Sunday, don't you? Yeah, and knowing that we can't go and knowing that he's not seeing anybody because where a dog walks, as I say, perhaps he might see two people, but now everybody's social distancing. They're not even standing for a chat. That makes it very difficult because he lives in a detached house that's set back from the road. Um, can't see one neighbour. His other neighbour is also a widow. Um, I've seen her out in the garden once, mm. but they really one another to make sure one another are okay, even though they live next door because they can't go around. Um, is he? Da- so is he? Um... Obviously, if if his his age, he was uh, probably a young man around the time of like the I think the last time the, this country were any sort of lockdown or any restrictions yeah. on travel or where you could go and what you could do was around the Second World War. Yeah, um, is he is he finding it that anything's easier because he's already been through an experience like that? It, is it, it changing the way he thinks? Yeah, he certainly got a much more positive aspect going into this. He was, was it'll be fine. You know, mm. he wasn't, mm. he ordered a Tesco livery as he would normally want a month. I said to him, I'd just do me a favour, order a delivery for yourself every two weeks, just put any items in to secure your slot every two weeks mm. so that you've got them and you can cancel them if you don't want them. Mm. He wouldn't do it. He didn't believe that would happen. He didn't believe that the delivery slots would be taken up as they are. Because I think his generation just got on with things. Mm. You know, he's 90 this year. He's still driving. He's still walking his dog a mile every day. He's still living completely independently. But his landline went down this weekend. So I got a call on Saturday morning saying, hey, my landline's down, what do I do? Mm. Now... Five years ago, even, he'd have just dealt with that. Mm. He wouldn't have needed to ring me. And he got, it was, it was actually, it was quite bad. I'll, I'll briefly tell you about it. He got through to a, he rang BT. He said, we can't help you because you pay through your internet provider. He contacted his internet provider, who was one of those voice recognition <sighs> telephones, so he had to say what the problem was, etc. Mm. so he got this automated message that said we're running the test on your line we'll let you know and then he got a text message saying there's no fault well there is because so it didn't work yeah so he tried he tried to ring, ring again and got through to this live chat thing which at 89 is not the fastest sort of typer and texter and they were at this live chat was asking him to Give them the make and model of his handset that's plugged into the landline. Oh, bless him. Which makes no sense at all. And then they told him that they couldn't help him. He needed to go through to this other service, but it would cost him £5. So he went through to this other service and he had to register. When he registered, he got a confirmation email that said, you've just subscribed to a £35 a month package. Oh, and this is via his internet provider. I'm so disgusted, I can't tell you. Um, Are we not allowed to name this provider? It was talked up. Right. Um, Then um, 
he managed to spend another hour and managed to cancel that subscription. That must be so, really stressful for him. Yeah, it was really, really stressful. So he just rang me up and he went, I don't know what to do now, my phone won't work and I can't get in touch with anybody. So I actually took to Twitter and went through to talk and said, this is the situation, he's 89, this is disgusting. And there is a fault and it was passed to open me. Um, so it was all sorted. But then I said, can I get him onto a priority service because of his age? And had to, I had to choose that either he had a visual impairment, a hearing impairment or a cognitive impairment. Well, it's, it's none of those really. He's just yeah. 89. That's unfortunate because we've got a lasting power of attorney. So that I've had to have that discussion with him now this weekend that perhaps it's time we started registering that with his providers. Yeah. yeah. I think that's and something that's maybe it's a difficult conversation to have with somebody who's lived independently and wants to carry on living with independent life. And he's normally Yeah, he's he's fine. He's he's been through a fair bit the last few weeks, your dad bless him, um, with one thing and another happening. But it's the time that these things are being forced upon us as well, isn't it? It's not that you would choose to have that conversation. Um, yeah. You know, it's similar with mum. She's been very fortunate, actually, but she does have a condition called essential tremor, which makes her voice quite weak when she's on the phone. So if she had to go through voice recognition, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, I've had a, a tumour removed from my throat. My voice can be different from one day to the next. I wouldn't be able to do it. We know. <laughs> I was down at the chemist this morning and there was an elderly person wanted to pick up a prescription and they said, have you ordered it? Well, no, you need to order it online. Well, they've got no computer access. And these times are just making things so difficult. And yet... If if you look at it from the other perspective it's fascinating to see how people have changed and what things are coming out of this and I mean in your dad's life your dad is absolutely ace and you know I've not met him but I've heard so much about him his personality will carry him through his humor will carry him through the humor that is coming out of this situation it is one of well it's the most serious thing that I've ever lived through and, and you two have ever lived through but the humor that's coming out that's keeping people together though is just incredible yeah. it's oh, it's really positive. I think that like your dad's maybe got the benefit of the years and the experience of being through a difficult situation before yeah but when you're dealing with something when you're 29 when you're dealing with something when you're 89 mm. emotionally and mentally handle it totally differently and i think yeah. what whereas the situation's making lots of us think differently and accept different things it's also making some things that wouldn't normally matter way bigger and way more important yeah. than they actually would be if we weren't in this situation so i think that's yeah. where and i think joe I think Joe touched on a really important subject actually, and that's the change in the online world now. Yeah. Uh, you know, all three of us have got businesses. Um, the week before Boris's announcement, I cancelled my physical meetings anyway. They were not, not, nothing too important. So I said to people, can we either do it online or leave it till, you know, we're in a better situation with the virus? Um, at that point, I felt this huge relief 
because normally my working week is balancing client work while I'm in the office, as well as admin and business development, with days out, meeting people, going to meetings, whatever. Mm. And I've always found that balance quite stressful. I don't know why. I think it's because I know I can't do something for a client the next day if I'm booked out. Yeah. You know, to me and so that first week when I cancelled everything I felt this huge sense of calm and, and and like a weight had been lifted it was wonderful but now oh my god I actually have days where I feel very very overwhelmed and it's just by the number of online calls and meetings and networks and coaching I mean last Thursday night at seven o'clock I had the option of five different online sessions to be on on a Thursday night at seven o'clock yeah Thursday night you need to be on YouTube on Jay's virtual pub quiz (laughs) (laughs) don't talk to Claire about virtual pub quizzes (laughs) Claire doesn't do it virtually though (laughs) No, we, we, we had a, a drive pub quiz like where all five houses, we all sat on our individual drives and, and had quizzes yesterday. And I've got to say, our house won every single quiz. I think there was 18. I think as well, I think whilst we are on lockdown at the minute and there is this um, social distancing, I think it's actually bringing out the community spirit that we've yeah. talked yeah. about. Or that's massively, yeah. yeah. And it, and it can be a weird thing. I think sometimes digital, social media, perhaps aspects can make you feel lonely. They can also make you feel part of something. And I think that's, it's a bit of a seesaw at the minute. Sometimes, like you say, last Thursday night, you could have been on five different events. Yeah, mad. Or, or the fact that we're using it now to record our podcasts or yeah. communicate with our relatives or like I've made my mum and dad get, get on FaceTime. I said, I want to talk to you, but I want to see you. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, there's, there's massive positives coming out of all of this. Massive positives. I think when we eventually settle into the new normal, whatever that will be, don't worry, Joe. Online, online will be much better. Um, human relationships will be much better. Um, I think community spirit will be much better. And certainly the value of different jobs I will be seen so. in I, a completely yeah, different light. Yeah. But I think we're a long way off settling into a new normal. A long, long way off. Yeah, there's and, no and actually, what, Sorry, Claire, you go said there's no certainties because we just it's all guesswork and it's if or it's a when but we don't know when that when is going to be mm. Mm. It's, it's funny because i was at the i have to go out with my body shop business um the majority are direct shipped orders so they go from the warehouse to the individual's house um some of them are products that I already have in stock and my customers are happy to take them. So, um, you know, they've been in my lockup, they're absolutely fine and I post them out. So obviously having to go to the post office, it was funny, I was stood in the queue on Saturday morning and I just sort of turned and, and clearly I make the most of being able to speak to somebody when I go to the post office even. Um, and I, I will force people into a conversation no matter what they think. Um, and I was saying, you know, this is gonna become the new norm and you've actually got used to standing in a queue 
quite respectfully as the norm. And, you know, it's fantastic, actually, that you wouldn't normally stand in a queue and talk to the person that's standing two metres behind you. They'd be standing right behind you under normal circumstances. Yeah. And they probably wouldn't say a word to you. And yet every single shop that I've been into, every single place that I have been over the last five weeks, and it's all for a reason, um, you know, people are genuinely talking to people and and it's a bit wrong place then because our little post office you're in there for half an hour no matter what what before i I generally am in your post office actually for half an hour because i break something when i go in there or i fall out the door like i did on the other day it's very embarrassing but you know even those even the girls in your post office claire they're dressing up in fancy dress every single day of the rest of lockdown you touched on it earlier joe i think i think that the british sense of humor is one of the strongest characteristics as a nation that I think we've got. It's like, I was was in the queue outside the Lidl at the weekend and you're queuing round the side of the shop and you're two metres apart inside, you're letting one at a time as somebody comes out, somebody goes in. So it's really well managed. And I just looked across the car park and fair enough, people are scared and people are trying to protect themselves, but this guy had a full on gas mask on. (laughs) Walking, walking across the little car park when it was a day that it was shorts and t-shirts warm and I just went what and then went <laughs> and the woman behind the woman behind me saw my face pulled the face smiled and then looked over her shoulder and there's about four or five of us in the queue just went because <laughs> I was like extreme have you have you stood in the queue yet and played the full Monty theme I was doing it as well. I was was like that, my shoulders going. I went, yeah. It's it's actually on TikTok as one of the tunes that you can download. Is it? So all you need to do is, yeah, obviously just. Oh, I've I've not joined TikTok. I'm I'm still. See, that's another. That's another wonderful thing that I've come across. It's. I mean, I'm. I'm not the best on there, and I will be improving myself and becoming more. Solid. Yeah. Dolly's going to be making an appearance because yes it's going to have to so I mean our business even at this time we are expanding into North America and Canada so that's going to give me the chance to pull Dolly back out again ain't it (laughs) yeah yeah, that's going to happen but TikTok's hilarious and the people that you just wouldn't expect to get involved in all the challenges and the dances you know the elderly people and speaking of elderly people and challenges we've got to say something about Captain Tom oh that man that man that man needs to be Sir Tom without he should at least be Sir Tom if not Major Tom (laughs) so yes him and his 26 million I can't honestly seriously have you sent him a birthday card I've arranged to send him a birthday card. Yes, indeedy. Yes. I think he, he certainly did. Oh, it's 26 now. 26? 26. 26. All he wanted was a £1,000. And it's just gone up and up. I mean, it's great that the British public have joined in with the support for him. But bless... And he's a Yorkshireman. I know. Yes, he is. He's a Yorkshireman. He is, yes. And here I am in my trooper T-shirt. Look. I've got to show he's that one off. Have you noticed something, Claire? Joe's much more vocal when we're on virtual pod chats than when we sat round your table. Isn't that weird? So maybe it's the um, the star in you. You feel like you're on stage because you've got a camera in front of you. Yeah. 
I'll bring the microphone next time. So uh, <laughs> have, we, have we got any more to uh, explore on a lockdown and now it affects no, I, I think we just need to finish off by saying to people that whatever you are feeling, it's normal. Yeah. We're all having up days and down days. We're all having days of overwhelm and days of real positivity. And everybody is like that. And so, pyjama days. It was pyjama yeah. day last Friday. I got tagged so, on LinkedIn. Exactly. So whatever you're feeling, it's normal. Just know it's going to pass. Just know that better things are going to come. And try and stay as positive as you can. And, patient. and what did we say before? Before clarity comes confusion. Oh. Oh. So if it's all up in the air, it's going to get better. Uh -huh. I think we'll leave it there. And on that note, it's time for the brew. Cheers. <laughs>